What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. The weather is heating up, which means summer is almost here. Macy's is my go-to place for summer fashion, and I'm getting so excited just looking at Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside essentials. Macy's has everything you need for any summer occasion, your summer trip, wedding, or graduation. Macy's has you covered. You can shop all your favorite brands like DKNY, Michael Kors on 34th. Shop at Macy's.com or in store. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, it's your Wine About It Thursday therapy episode. I am really excited to have uh, Terry Cole on. She's a licensed psychotherapist, global relationship and empowerment expert, and the author of Boundary Boss, which we're going to be talking about today. It's the essential guide to talk true, be seen, and finally live free. Uh, she's worked, um, with many clients, uh, from stay at home moms to celebrities and fortune 500 CEOs. And, um, so let's get her on to talk about her book. Hey, Terry. Hi people. How are you, Terry? I'm Jana. Hey, Jana. How you doing? You know what? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I feel, um, I'm feeling good. I had therapy yesterday, so I'm feeling, you know centered and but you know they still have things to work on right like we all do life <laughs> i know life <laughs> exactly but i mean i'm excited to talk to you your book um sounds amazing and i it's i saw a little thing from it, it said this book is for women who are exhausted from overgiving, overdoing and even overfeeling. if you're getting it all done at the expense of yourself give yourself the gift of boundary boss and if you could like what is a boundary boss to you it's someone who knows themselves. Mm-hmm. You know your preferences, your limits, your deal breakers. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to share them readily with the people in your life. Really, being a boundary boss means living a self-determined life because you're not spending all your time people pleasing and self-abandoning. Right. It's interesting though. I've, I've. So I'm kind of. Um. How do I say I've. I've been a people pleaser. I'm going on the opposite. I'm I'm learning to not just people please and I'm learning to have better boundaries. But it's interesting. I had I kind of ran into a little bit of a situation the other day where someone had texted me something and I'm like, normally, and I and I did, even in that moment, I laughed. I go, haha. Even though I didn't think it was funny. And I kind of wish this person wouldn't text me that, right? So trying to do better in my work. 
I'm like, I'm going to set a boundary to, hey, don't, please don't, I don't need to have these text messages being sent to me, right? So I Mm -hmm. said, hey, for the future, I would appreciate it if you don't um, send these kind of text messages as I just don't, like, I'm in a different place in my life and I don't really care about this message. And so um, I would just appreciate that moving forward. But their response was, wow, like, wow, just trying to be respectful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my, my, and I go, my tone was not a, gra- I'm just simply saying, but I'm like, I, I then felt like I had to defend myself for mm-hmm. my boundary. And that's where I was like, and so I did because I, I wanted them to know, cause I know text is so hard, right? With tone. So then I said, yeah. I think you're misunderstanding my text tone. I also just need to express to you that I don't want to get these messages anymore. And that's okay for me to ask that. But then I felt guilty. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, shoot, should I call this person and be like, hey, sorry. But I'm like, no, I'm not sorry. I said what I needed. You took it as offensive. So now I'm kind of like, what do I do? Well, part of it is you're not that fragile. So you being uncomfortable for a little is okay because you're doing something new. Mm. This will become, if you keep going, Jenna, this will become your new normal. And we can care that someone else didn't like love our boundary and lovingly hold on to our boundary, right? We can, you weren't making that person wrong. He didn't say you're a jerk for sending it to me. Mm -hmm. You basically said, I would not like to receive these going Mm -hmm. forward. And languaging could help. You know, I I like to have, I have a lot of um, sentence stems, sort of starters of, and even in that situation, let's just say if we had a redo, you could type, I'd like to make a simple request that in the future, you leave me off of this type of text forward or whatever the person was doing like Mm -hmm. this. I'd appreciate. Thank you. Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I also assume that people are going to do what I want them to do when I've set a boundary. So thank you for respecting my boundary. Mm -hmm. So what we're setting them up, A, by calling it a simple request, because here's the truth. Everything we ask from anyone is a simple request. That doesn't mean they're going to do it. But Certainly, it's not complicated for that person to stop sending you text messages, right? Right. No, it's simple. Right. It's but easy. now they, but then now they think I'm being aggressive. Here's the thing, though: what they think is their side of the street. Oh, it's so hard for me because I want to say like that's it, I, my tone wasn't like that. Like I, I don't like I'm. I, that's where my work is still yep. getting there. But also, let yourself be uncomfortable. Have compassion. For the fact that you did something that felt scary, mm-hmm. you did a brave thing that you know is aligned with better mental health for you, mm-hmm. which is why you did it. And give yourself credit for that and let yourself feel a little uncomfortable. Here's the thing we hate to feel misunderstood, right? We hate to feel that someone is misconstruing. But here's what really matters is what your intention was which was to set up a limit with this person that you are asking them not to cross by don't text me those things in the future. That's your right. You could go be totally aggro and like completely block them. Like, you know, there's, you're not being extreme in what you said or what you did, but your desire to control Mm -hmm. their feelings Right. This really goes, this is, you know, disordered emotional boundaries, but it goes into codependency, Mm. right? There's a certain amount of codependency that comes 
when you think about like, what is codependency, right? We hear all about it, but does anyone really understand? Is it you're just wanting the other person to be happy above your own happiness? Listen, that's, that's a simple way of putting it, but it's more than that. Right. Right. Because if, if I were to describe it, I would say my definition of codependency is being overly invested in the feeling states, the yeah. outcomes, the yeah. decisions, the cir circumstances of the people in our life to the detriment mm -hmm. of our own internal peace or to the detriment to our mental wellness, our financial well-being, our physical well-being, right? Because maybe you're giving somebody money or whatever it is. And what is at the, the base, the basement of that, the foundation of that is disordered boundaries because we are unclear where we end and that person begins. Mm -hmm. We feel overly responsible for their feeling. We feel overly responsible for what, what we think they're thinking, right? We want to change it. But again, at the base of this is a covert or overt bid or desire to control the other person. And sometimes we just have to go, it's okay if they misunderstand me. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You don't want to have to justify the crap out of your no or out of your request or out of anything because it is your right to have your text message space be a sacred place for you, right? Sure. You you want to protect yourself from whatever that thing was that you didn't like. That's your right. And if people are going to get offended, and they will at times, especially if this is new behavior and especially if these are established or older relationships. So when we think about starting to have better boundaries in life, communicating more effectively, the people that it can be the most challenging with are family of origin. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about what are boundaries, what are relational stuff, it's they're like dances, right? It's like, I do this, you do that. You do that, I do this. It's like a well sort of orchestrated and understood way of behaving. When we change that dance, the people we've been dancing with the longest, obviously, they're going to notice that you're changing your steps. And that's okay. They feel threatened. The reason why people get offended, part of it is ego, of course. But a lot of times when we're starting to change or do something different or establish new boundaries, people are afraid that we're going to change so much that we no longer want them in our life or that they'll lose us in some way. They may not, may not be conscious of this, but I can tell you being a therapist for 25 years, this fear is real. And so it's not just their desire to sort of control you or make you admit that you were wrong. It's a fear that, ooh, this is like a new interaction in this relationship. We don't normally interact this way mm -hmm. and it's scaring me. So, I always say, listen, we can set boundaries with kindness, with love. We can set boundaries with more heat when we need to, right? If it's like Bob from accounting who's being inappropriate, <laughs> like a little heat might be good. Mm -hmm. So, but that's on us. And I think a lot of the myths around healthy boundaries is that if you have them, you're a bitch. If you have them, you're rejecting people left and right or verbally punching people in the face or being all aggressive. And that really isn't true because healthy boundaries usually have some flexibility 
to them, right? If we think about the ways that boundaries can be disordered, you can have boundaries that are too loose, which are called porous boundaries. You can have boundaries that are too stiff, right? And this is having rigid boundaries. So if you have someone who's like, hey, it's my way or the highway, get out. Mm -hmm. That's not someone who's healthy. That's someone who has disordered boundaries. They're rigid boundaries Mm. because that's unnecessary unless something is extreme, unless someone is being violent or it's an abusive or a toxic toxic situation. Sure. Generally, we don't need to be like my way or the highway. We can assert ourselves. Whoever's on board, great. Whoever's not, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. So I think the myth surrounded is that a lot of times people mistake rigid boundaries for being masterful at boundaries. And it just perpetuates the myth even more, right? It just makes people not want to be good at boundaries with all of this fear of what will other people think about me. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. That's definitely the, the piece that I've struggled with is the boundary, like sticking by the boundary piece because I don't want to 
hurt anyone's feelings, offend them. Um, and, and just like you said, I mean, definitely called me out on that. It's like my uncomfortableness too in that where it's, you know, a situation happened even a couple months ago where it's like, normally I would hug an enemy and I'm like, I don't need to, I don't want to hug that person. I'm not, I'm not going to. And, and that uncomfortable feeling I sat with and then it went away, but I was like, okay, it showed me that I can do it. But also it still was like, I, I'm the kind of person like, I just want, I just want everyone to be happy. You know, like happy, Mm -hmm. happy, happy. Everything's fine. Like even like how I handle with my ex-husband now, it's like, I just, I just, I just want everyone to be happy. Right. So Mm -hmm. less, I don't want the drama. I don't want the, I just, I don't want any of it. So that piece is almost interfering with my boundary piece. Well, here's the thing. I totally understand you. I I am you. I was like, (laughs) I totally get it because we're lovers. Mm Mm-hmm right? We're like, life is good. Let's just all get along. Like, what's the problem? It's not a big deal. I'm. It's fine. Like, we're, we're, we're always the ones who are like, I'm happy to take one for the team. It's fine. Forget <laughs> it. Let's do what she wants. And I'm, but what happens is, if that worked as a long-term goal, there'd be no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it doesn't. What ends up happening is that if we self-abandon too much in the service of keeping the peace, quote-unquote, you know, as Cheryl Richardson would say, you know, you start a war within yourself, mm-hmm. that the result is feeling resentful. So when we overgive or overaccommodate or whatever it is that we're doing, we end up feeling like instead of taking responsibility in our own mind for like, um, I offered to do this, what happened for me in my 20s is that I started feel I was really resentful of everyone. I kept thinking like, I can't believe how entitled these people are. I cannot believe that this person would ask me to do this after everything I've done for them. Like I'd be so pissed at the ask Mm -hmm. rather than I never saw the, I didn't know that I could just go, uh, no, like I actually don't have the bandwidth. That doesn't work for me. I can't do it. I wish you good luck. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it didn't enter my mind. I felt like I had to do it about 15 years ago. I was walking with one of my girlfriends in the West village, Kate Northrop, who's also an author and does stuff. And the whole entire walk over to where we were going, she was complaining about this person who was so entitled and she had done so much for her and that she just got off the phone with her. And she just asked her to do something else. And like, who raises these people and why is she like that? And I can't even believe it. Just the nerve. It just pisses me off. She's so unappreciative, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Till we get all the way to the place. And I, I just said to her, yeah, Kate, she's got some nerve putting you in the position to have to say no. <laughs> and she was like, holy shit, Terry. Why don't I just fucking say no? I'm like, that's what I'm saying, dude. Because here's the reality, Jenna, and you know this. People are going to ask you anything. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask you ridiculously intrusive questions about your life, about anything. They're going to ask you to do things for them that you don't want to do. Sometimes it's because they're ignorant. Sometimes it's because they're selfish. Who the hell cares? That is their side of the street. What you do is your side of the street. Mm-hmm. So when I got healthier through therapy and the year, you know, then I became a therapist and all that stuff. I realized I keep looking out. I can't stop blaming other people. I'm so into it. I'm like, this one's a jerk and this one's selfish and this one and this. When I started realizing that it was my job to keep my side of the street clean and that it wasn't my job to people please all these people because it was becoming very unpleasing to me, 
to be a people pleaser. My life changed. Mm -hmm. I realized it could be simple. I could simply say, I love you and I can't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. I could simply say, I came up with ways because I used to always lend people money, like, P.S. Just don't. That's all I'm saying. I don't care who they are. Don't lend anybody money. It's just going to be a shit show eventually. Trust me when I tell you. It's very unlikely that it's going to end well. But then I just got healthier and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to have a policy. It's not personal. It's a policy. Someone asked me, someone in my family asked me to lend money. Hey, you know what? I have a no lending policy. It's not personal to you. It's just my thing because this is how I protect my relationships. Sure. Done. <laughs> You know, just say no. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Nancy Reagan. I know, right? <laughs> I, if that only worked with drugs, I know, right? Um, it, it's it's interesting because I feel like boundaries, right, has been one of the the hot words, like gaslighter, you know, gaslighting, narcissist, you know, boundaries. Um, I'm curious, like where, like it's all boundaries have always been there, but why are we just talking about it now? I think a lot of things, honestly, because I've been talking about this and researching it for 20 years, you right. know, so I felt kind of alone back in the early 2000s, but you have the Me Too, you know, when things really broke in 2017 and the whole thing about um, informed consent, all of this became boundary conversations. So it was always an issue. I think we should establish, though, for people uh, watching and listening, what are boundaries? Because I think there's a lot of confusion about that. So can I quickly go into that? Please. Please do. Well, the way that I teach it, I want you to think about your own boundaries as your own personal rules of engagement. Mm. It lets other people know what's okay with you and what's not okay with you. So your boundaries are comprised of your preferences, your limits, and your deal breakers. So that's like your non-negotiables. So the important thing is you have to not just know them, which most people honestly don't. This is part of what I teach when I teach boundaries. People don't even know their preferences, their limits, and their deal breakers. As you just said, Johnny, your preference is for there to be no problems, right? Your preference is peace. Right. You want there to be peace in the valley. You right. would like everyone to get along and you don't want any crap. That's basically your preference, but it really can't be because I'm talking about your personal preference and because we can't control others. So you have to know what they are and have the ability to readily communicate them transparently. So it's like thinking about it as a language unto itself because it is. And when people go, I'm bad at boundaries, I don't know how to do it, blah, blah, blah. I always say, listen, you wouldn't feel bad about not being fluent in French, if like nobody taught you French. Right. You wouldn't feel like something's wrong with me. I must be weak. I must be, I'm a pushover. No, this is literally a language that you can learn. I teach to people all the time. It's just saying, I want to. Because what is on the other side of you being able to assert and hold on to your boundaries with ease with grace, naturally, without a slamming heart, without you sweating, without being so afraid of reprisal, is your liberation, is your full expression of yourself, is you authentically being you and developing who you are authentically. When we live in these boxes that are created by these disordered boundaries, people don't know us. 
we're saying yes when we want to say no. Mm-hmm. We're kind of taking one for the team, as I said before, right? We're like, someone gives you something, you don't like it, you're like, that's oh, okay. You know, right. you know or, or like, I'm not going to say anything about it. Or they want to do something you don't want to do. You're like, oh, I'll go along because they want to. Yeah. As opposed to seeing that your preferences matter. And it doesn't mean you have to get your way. It means it's information that if we're endlessly going along to get along with others, they don't know us. Like, that's a fact. They really don't intimately know you. If you're not sharing what your preferences, your limits, and your deal breakers are. And then we're so shocked that people can't read our minds. And we're so offended and we're so hurt and we feel unimportant or whatever it is. But there is a cure for that, which is effective communication. And if people are like, where do I start? Where do I, I know what this lady's saying. I think it makes sense, but I don't even, I have no idea the state of my boundaries. I always have people start by doing a resentment inventory. Oh, interesting. Tell me more about that. Well, we're just going to write down what you're feeling resentful about, like who the person is, what you're feeling, you know, the situation, why you're resentful. And then in that third column, we can leave it blank for now because you may not know the answer, but you're going to think about what boundary is needed in this situation. Because when we feel resentful, this is telling us, it's like a GPS for where either you need to establish a boundary because maybe you haven't said anything. So the person is doing something that's bothering you or hurting your feelings, but they don't know what because you're not telling them. Or maybe it's where a boundary is being violated. Maybe you have said something, but the person continues to trample on the boundary. Either way, what we know about resentment is that some need is going unmet Mm -hmm. if you're feeling an ongoing resentment for someone. So identifying like the top five in your life right now would be so helpful because it tells you where to put your time and energy It tells you what relationship needs something from you, Mm -hmm. right? Where you need to have a conversation potentially. And if you don't feel like you can right now, just identifying what is creating resentment for you is so powerful because so much of this, Jana, is in the basement, as I call it, in your unconscious mind. Like a lot of times it'll show up as confusion because it's almost like We don't want to know because then we feel like we're going to have to have a conversation we don't know how to have. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. 
Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. You know, when I hear you say this, it's like, it's asking for what you need, right? So it's like the, the word is boundary, but it's also asking for what you need. So, yes. and anytime you ask for what you need, there's always better communication that follows. Yes. Now, the only little caveat to that is sometimes I've asked people, well, I'd say like my ex, like for what I need and it was never met. So I think there's the resentment came in when that need was, or that like, Hey, I maybe I need a little extra reassurance this month or, or what, or, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's, I know that's a different than a technically a boundary, but it's still, you know, under, I, I think the same umbrella where it's like, you're asking for what you need, but then if that, if that feels like it's not happening or they're not listening, then that like the resentment brews even more. Yes. But let's be specific about asking for what we need. We have to be very specific, mm -hmm. like with what it is. So I've had a lot of therapy clients who will be like, you know, I'm telling my partner, I just need them to be more sensitive. They just need to be more sensitive to me and what I'm going through. And I'm like, okay, they don't know what you mean. Right. Like they hear your words. They intellectually understand what you're saying, but you have to say, Hey, it would mean a lot to me if when I'm talking to you at the end of the day, if you put your phone down, right. Because I really need your full attention and it really makes me feel unimportant. That's clarifying your need. Yes. 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 Exactly. More clarity. Because again, even the, the broad stroke of what we need, they don't they don't understand. But what the situation that you shared, Jana, is you're using, and I imagine you did, use the information. Like when we make a boundary request, and I think that getting our needs met absolutely is a boundary request. Mm -hmm. What what is happening is we're giving the people the opportunity to step up or not. So if your ex was incapable or unwilling or whatever the reason was, that was verifiable data for you about what that soul was willing or capable of doing. Right. And then you 
have decisions to make with real data, right? Not with um, making assumptions or projections, like actual data where I asked for what I needed, I was specific, the person basically couldn't deliver, didn't deliver, didn't want to deliver. What am I willing right to tolerate and how many times can this boundary be broken before it's like hands are up i, I can't walk this broken boundary <laughs> life with you right well this is why we put people into categories or i put people into categories where we have boundary first timers mm. so they're people that maybe you thought <laughs> for years that they were like a bossy bully or a boundary bully let's say right but you haven't said anything to them. So we're going to consider them first timers. But then you have the people who are the repeat offenders, which is what you're talking about, mm -hmm. where, yes, it might take a minute for an established relationship to do, to do a new boundary dance. That's true. But if you find yourself in Groundhog Day of frustration, having the same conversations with no changed behavior, you now you have your decision to make about is this a deal breaker is this a preference is this a limit like not all boundaries are created equal right sure. a preference is i really don't want to go to bed late at night you go to bed late at night but i don't mm -hmm. my preference is you would come to bed earlier with me maybe maybe your partner will sometimes maybe they won't but that probably wouldn't be a deal breaker let's say monogamy being faithful for some people that's a deal breaker. If you tell the person, hey, if you step out, we're done because mm -hmm. that is a deal breaker for me. You let the person know if they step out, then you end the relationship. So they're not all created equal, but it's important that we know what's important to us, what matters to us in the relationship. And we communicate that to the best of our ability. With repeat offenders though, one thing that we usually need to do is to establish consequences, right? If you have someone who, let's just say they're always late, but they don't let you know, right? <laughs> and you're the person at home, maybe maybe you're making dinner or you're ordering in or whatever the thing is, planning to eat together. You make the, the request, hey, I'd like to make a simple request that if you're going to be more than 10 or 15 minutes late, that you give me a text heads up so I'll keep the food hot or I won't plan to eat, so whatever. Right. If they keep not doing it, an appropriate consequence would say, hey, we've had this conversation four times. Four times you told me you were going to let me know. You didn't. If it happens again, I'm eating without you. I'm no longer planning to have dinner with you. You can. I'll put it in the fridge. You can eat alone when you get home. Now, that may sound petty or that may sound like who cares. But for some people, if you eat together every night, mm -hmm. you're doing something different that says... I'm not just going to tolerate the same behavior over and over again and complain about it. There has to be some kind of consequence. And sometimes the consequence is ending the relationship eventually. Right. I mean, listen, those are all really, I, it, it's, it's interesting because the holding to the boundaries and then the consequences is something that I was awful at. So I would, you know, be mm -hmm. like, all right, well, if you do it again, I'm leaving you. Well, I think I said that five million times and then it came to a place where the person doesn't believe then your uh, your non-negotiables and your, I guess, mm -hmm. quote unquote threats, right? To like leave the relationship. Yeah. So they're not going to stop doing what they're doing if you don't stand by what you're 
bottom line was. And that's that was kind of like a hard lesson that I learned. Absolutely. It's so true. Because the bottom line is we're teaching them Mm -hmm. that they can keep doing it (laughs) by not enforcing a consequence. Yeah. We're Um, literally teaching them, you know? But by doing boundaries and all these things, you can finally live free and you can feel good about it. And so in order to do that, uh, check out Boundary Boss, The Essential Guide to Talk True, Be Seen, and Finally Live Free. Terry, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.